In the news this week, two teenage girls urge the government to combat the harmful effects of gender ideology in schools. Isle of Man proposals create a foothold for euthanasia in the British Isles. And a senior Labour MP reveals how his mum resisted family pressure to have him aborted. Hello. Two teenage girls have urged the Education Secretary to uphold the dignity and safety of girls by ensuring that those who defend the reality of biological sex are not censored in school. In an open letter to Gillian Keegan, the 14-year-olds shared their experiences of secondary schools where dissenting voices are stifled, extreme ideologies are presented as fact, and girls are injured by boys in mixed-sex sport. The two girls, who have remained anonymous, said they wanted to raise concerns amid a lack of student voices on the issue, ahead of the government's new transgender guidance for schools. In response, the Department for Education sought to reassure parents and guardians that the safety of students was its top priority, and that teachers had a duty to be politically impartial in their teaching. Christian MP Miriam Cates has called for parents and guardians to have the legal right to view material used in sex education classes. Mrs Cates acknowledged that her Relationships and Sex Education Transparency Bill was unlikely to become law, but hopes her action will persuade the government to use its powers to make the transparency guidance statutory. Proposals attempting to legalise euthanasia have been launched in the Isle of Man Parliament, despite a lack of support from the public. Alex Allenson's controversial private members bill would allow someone deemed to be terminally ill to ask a doctor to kill them. This is despite the results of a public consultation released in April, which found more responses opposed to removing end-of-life protections than supporting a change. A group of healthcare professionals called Manx Duty of Care argued the results showed the plans should be dropped completely. Institute Deputy Director Kieran Kelly warned the move could have grave consequences. Well, first of all, there's no mandate for this, but more fundamentally, the problem with all these proposals for euthanasia and assisted suicide, and that's in Scotland and Republic of Ireland and Jersey, as well as the Isle of Man, is that they totally denigrate the value of human life. We're all made in God's image, so we're all intrinsically valuable. And that's not only true when we're young and healthy. And the other sad fact is that despite what activists say, there are no safeguards to these kind of laws. Everywhere assisted suicide has been legalised. We've seen the eligibility criteria get wider and wider. In the last few days alone, the euthanasia business Dignitas was at Westminster telling politicians that mentally ill people should be able to get help to kill themselves. When assisted suicide and euthanasia is legalised, inevitably the result is that more and more people take up the option, often for fear of being some kind of burden, a care burden, an emotional burden, maybe a financial burden. Vulnerable people need protection from bad laws. Former staff of the scandal-hit Tavistock Gender Clinic are set to recommence promoting puberty blockers and trans surgery to teens at a new private clinic. Gender Plus assesses young people and will soon be able to give over 16s puberty blocking drugs and refer 18-year-olds for surgery. The teams say their practice is guided by the NHS and the World Professional Association for Transgender Health, or WPATH. But guidance from the two is markedly different. NHS England has announced it will end the prescription of puberty blockers to children, while WPATH recently removed age recommendations for sex swap drugs and surgery from its guidelines. 
Psychotherapist Marcus Evans, who resigned from the Tavistock in 2019 over concerns about the gender service, remarked, If they are not using the same checks and balances that are being introduced in the NHS, then this is a worrying development. It is irresponsible to ignore the concerns that are being raised about hormone treatment. And finally, Shadow Health Minister Wes Streeting has praised his mum's courage in resisting family pressure to abort him. Streeting explained, My mum had an appointment booked for an abortion. She decided she wasn't going to go through with it, but she knew she was going to come under enormous pressure from her mum and my dad. Streeting described her decision as an extraordinary act of courage and defiance. Despite this, Streeting has consistently voted in favour of liberalising abortion laws in the UK. Reflecting on the MP's story, Institute Director Colin Hart observed, Whatever your political leaning, Streeting is surely one of the most capable and talented politicians in the Labour Party. Yet, if his mother had gone for her abortion, he would not be with us. It's a sad irony, then, that he is such a staunch defender of abortion. New figures reveal that the number of abortions in England and Wales have risen again. According to the Department of Health and Social Care, over 123,000 abortions were carried out between January and June 2022, compared to 105,488 during the same period in 2021, an increase of 17%. Well, that's all for this week. For regular updates and information on all of our stories, plus much more, visit our website at christian.org.uk. Until next time, goodbye.